Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. to see everybody today. Um, We are starting a new series today called For Better or For Worse. For Better or For Worse. And we're going to jump right in today. I'm going to encourage everybody, hey, stick around for after we're done with the message. We're going to be taking communion together corporately as a church body. So don't miss it because it's going to be a really powerful time. Um, But today, piggybacking on this message, I want to talk to you about extension cords and Girl Scout cookies. Extension cords and Girl Scout cookies, it'll make sense. Um, But Siamese, um, Samesies syndrome, Samesies syndrome is what you just saw. Um, And and the way I would define Samesies syndrome is simply this, when you cease to be a person and become a creepy couple um, is the way I would define this. And, and you've seen it. You know people like this. You know people like this. Um, they are one way. They, they, they are like this, this normal person, and then they meet the girl. They meet the guy, and they totally change completely who they are. Their interest becomes their interest. I mean, it could be a cowboy that finds a girl that is all into grunge, and he starts wearing Jinkos and Airwalks. You know, you're just like, what is going on right now? Um, you, you, you understand those, those things, and today I want to talk about... Um, Something that truly will change the way, not just your dating relationships, but your friendships, your marriages, your dating relationships, your engaged relationships, your parenting relationship, your kid relationship, your relationships, all the way across the board. It'll change it, and I want to talk to you about you being you. Because here's one thing I, I, I know is true is that God has made me to be uniquely me. He has made you uniquely to be you. Not to be who other people, who we think other people want us to be, but to be us. And somewhere along the lines, we uh, uh, kind of morph into who we think other people want us to be instead of who God has called us to be. And I will tell you this, if you are not you, your, your relationships will always, always be dysfunctional. 
because you're trying to portray, portray and you're trying to be something that's just not true, that's just not sustainable. And so you're always going to experience the worst parts of relationships and you're never going to figure out why your relationships are dysfunctionals, whether it be dating or marriage or just friendships, because you're not being you. You're just trying to be who this other person you think wants you to be. And that's not, that's not the better. That's not the better you. So your relationship isn't going to be better. We want to allow our relationships to be better. And I truly think this message, if we can get it down, it will completely change the way we function in all of our relationships. This past week, um, I don't know if you know, but Girl Scouts are everywhere right now. <laughs> everywhere. And they are selling cookies. That's the only time I want to see a Girl Scout. I'm just letting you know. Um, is if you have cookies in hand, come see your pastor. Um, and to me, to, to me, I know this is a very, this is not in the Bible, but I think it might be in the Dead Sea Scrolls. The best cookie is the Thin Mint. Um, to me, to me. Now, stupid me, this past week had a revelation and a game-changing way to eat. I have always eaten these at room temperature. I have eaten these just, my wife is the same way. We, we've always, always eaten Thin Mints just right out of the pantry. And my staff was like, what are you doing? You put those things in a freezer. I'm telling you, it's real. It's real. And I'm like, in the freezer? And they were like, who like, like I'm all of a sudden not the cool kid in the group. Like, who doesn't eat them in the freezer? You know, and I'm like, what's going on? It's a Thin Mint cookie, you know? Is this? And so I put them in the freezer. I was like, it's still the same. I got to tell, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not the same thing. It is a total different experience when you eat a cookie, a Thin Mint cookie, not all cookie, a Thin Mint cookie out of the freezer. It's like it is ice cream and a cookie all in. It is, it's awesome. It totally changes the way you experience a Thin Mint. And can I tell you, today, if you can get this application down, it is the Thin Mint cookie to your relationships. Not the Thin Mint cookie in the pantry, the Thin Mint cookie in the freezer to your relationships that you can have it and have it to the full, amen. So how do, we, how do we start changing the way we function in our relationships? Well, the first thing is this, is that you've got to realize your identity has been lost. You gotta, you gotta realize, you've gotta admit your identity has been lost. You know what, you can't recover what you don't know is missing. You, you, can't, you can't recover, you can't get back what you don't know is missing or is lost. The other day I had my identity stolen and somebody started charging stuff at a Walmart in Houston and it's always a Walmart, why? <laughs> and I had no idea until the bank called us and they said, uh, Mr. Graves, there are like, there was like 37 charges at Walmart for like $25, I'm like, no, I, I'm in Tulsa right now, heading to a meeting uh, that is not me. And they're like, we didn't think so. And I'm like, I, I had no idea my identity had been lost until somebody helped me realize. And some of us in this place, we don't even know our identity's been lost. We don't know that we're not being the man and the woman of God that God has called us 
to be, we're just kind of morphing and we've kind of becoming a chameleon to wherever we go. We just blend in. We just blend in. But God hasn't called you to blend into this world. He's called you to stand out in this world. He's called you to be a man and a woman of God. He's called you to be a city on a hill that can't be hid, that doesn't blend in. Let me talk to all my single people for just a second. All my girls here. That sounded really weird. Um, All the ladies here. How's that? That sounds a lot better. Oh my girl, that is weird. Cut that out of the podcast, please. Um, let, Let me just, even before we get talking to the ladies, if, if you're single in here, don't wait to start chasing after your dreams until you meet the significant other. Don't, don't do it. If, if you aren't happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy because of someone else. That's just true. If you're not happy, you're not living this full life by yourself. You're not going to live this full life and be happy because of someone else because someone else was never meant to make you happy, was never meant to complete you. That is a job for one person and one God only, and his name is Jesus Christ. And some of us, we are waiting for a someone to come around to make us happy, to fill our life, when that's not their role. Can I tell you, stop waiting to be this amazing guy and this amazing girl and start being that person now. Don't, don't wait to become this awesome man of God when you meet this awesome woman of God. Because I will tell you, men, she won't pause for you. She's waiting for a man of God, not a boy of God. And she's not going to settle for it. Let me, all, all the ladies here. If, if as, as a dad of two girls, here's what I would, I would tell you. You don't need a boy to tell you you are attractive. You don't need a boy to tell you you are beautiful. You don't need a boy to fulfill the purpose that God has for you. You don't need a boy to tell you you are worthy of pursuing instead of throwing yourself at every available person that comes around. You are God's child. You are a woman of God. Don't settle because you think all the good ones are gone. You are valuable. You are worthy of pursuing and you are worthy of holding out for God's best instead of good enough. All my guys here, don't tell me all the good ones are gone because that's what all the girls are saying. <laughs> that's what we all say. And then we're like, there's no good ones around anymore. Let me get back to my Xbox. Yeah, you see that? <laughs> guys, I get to be a little meaner to you because I am one here. It's, it's, it's time we become men of God. Our world is the way it is. Our relationships are the way they are because we're not being who God has called us to be and lead the way in integrity and in character. And I said it before, but if you're waiting to be the man of God until you reach all my teenage, teenagers in college, don't, don't wait to be this man. You can change the world right now. Why, why do we wait for a certain age? Can I, we, we almost made it in, in the church culture. Like if you're 24 and you're not in a relationship, there's something wrong with you. Like, oh, I'll, I'll be praying you meet the significant other. Why? You don't need somebody else to fulfill God's purpose and plan of the Great Commission to be his disciples everywhere to the ends of the earth. Just live the life that God has called you to and in his timing and in his face. And when your life is ready, he'll bring that person around. 
but let's live the life that God has called us to live and be the people that God has called us to be. Don't, don't let your identity get wrapped up in someone or something, but realize somewhere along the line, somewhere, I lost my identity. Some of us, we don't know who we are in Christ. It's like what happened in Jeremiah. And I know Jeremiah is a weird chapter for us to talk about relationships. But in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 5, it says this. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? Why'd they run away from me? Why'd they get away from me? They worshiped worthless idols only to become worthless themselves. What's an idol? An idol is something, some golden calf, whatever you want to talk about, but something that you get your value and your identity from. As I'm worshiping Jesus Christ, I get my value from him. I realize that I am a child of God, that I am beloved, that I am forgiven, that I am Christ's representative as his ambassador. I get my value and my identity from him. And this morning, where are you getting your identity and your value from? Because if it's not here, it's an idol. It's an idol. What, what, where are you getting your purpose and your meaning from? I'm asking you not to just, oh, Jesus, that's a Sunday school answer. What's the real answer? Where, where are you really getting your value and your identity from? Because I can tell you, it's real easy to get your value and your identity from a person you're sitting across from that you can see, but sometimes it's a really hard challenge to get it from a God you can't. And he's calling us not to get our value based on who I see or who approves of me or who doesn't approve of me, but based on this relationship instead of this relationship. What, what's your idol? To all the married people here, your spouse, I know the line in Jerry Maguire for all the college and below, that's an old, old movie, but you've heard the line, you complete me. So dumb. Your spouse was never intended to complete you. My wife, hear me, I, I, I know what I'm saying right now. It sounds a little crazy. It sounds counterculture, and that's kind of what the church is supposed to be. But my wife is the biggest attribute to my life. She makes up for a whole lot of imperfections that I bring to the table, to my family. Most of the time, it's like, I'm sorry. Anytime I open my mouth, I'm usually like, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Um, but my wife was never supposed to complete me. It, the moment that I put that kind of expectation on my relationship with Casey, that she is responsible for my value and my identity, she's responsible for my happiness, she's responsible for me being a good person, is dysfunctional. She, 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 can't, she didn't save me, so she can't raise me and change me to become the person that I'm supposed to be in Christ. She adds two, trust me, she adds two, absolutely, but she doesn't make this whole thing up. Thank the Lord, because she would have a lot of things to answer for, so. <laughs> and here's the deal, your spouse in this place, your spouse is only human. I'm only human. <laughs> Sorry. 
That's why I don't sing. I might do an interpretive dance one day, but that, anyways. She's only a person. Can't say human, because I'm gonna get sidetracked. And you know what? Eventually, not on purpose, but eventually, I'm gonna have expectations of Casey that there's no way she can meet. She's gonna let me down. I'm gonna let her down. And when I come in, if I'm happy and Casey's had a bad day, I, I don't say, hey, how was your day? And she's like, it was awful. I don't go, oh, uh, yeah, 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 me too, awful. Mm. I am what you am. Flesh of my flesh, rib of my side. No. I'm like, hey, all right, well, talk to me. And I'm like, well, I had a great day. And she's usually like, shut up, you know? Um, but I, I don't morph into who she is. I try to be strength when she's weak and she tries to be strengthful. It, it is a compliment, not a complete makeup. Parents, you're not a great person just because you have great kids. And some of you, you need to hear this even more. You're not a bad person just because your kids turned out bad. You don't need to carry that around, mama, because your kids aren't living the life that you raised them up to live. Your value can't be in them, it's got to be in him. It can't, it can't be here, it's gotta be here. And here's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter five, Verse, excuse me, verse five, it says, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Stuff's not going to make you content with who you are because you're gonna want more stuff and more stuff. You're not successful just because you drive a nice car or, or live in a great house and you're not a failure because you drive a hoopty and you live in the ghetto. You are God's child. Don't let the stuff, don't let the kids, don't let the spouse identify you, but realize we're in a culture now that most of us, we're walking around and we don't even know we've lost our identity because we're trying to place it in all these other things. So how do you and I get our identity back? It's our second point. You keep your Christ identity in focus. You keep it in focus. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse one through two, it says there, it says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Isn't that true? Let us run with endurance and active persistence, the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. My question to you this morning is, are you still letting God write your story? Is he still the author and the perfecter of your faith, or are you just allowing him to ghostwrite when, you're not, when you don't want to write anymore? Because see, what happens is many times we get success, and success at that moment, we're like, I got it from here, and we stop allowing God to keep writing our stories, and we just take over the story. And God says that I'm, I'm the author and the perfecter of your faith. And it, I, I love what the author of Hebrews says. He's let, let us focus our eyes on Jesus and not get distracted We've got to keep refocusing our Christ identity. We've got to keep who we are in Christ in focus. As you and I get older, 
our vision gets blurry. Um, you, you, you have to go to an eye doctor. I go to an eye doctor every year to get my prescription changed so that the, the words are blurry. And, and if you go somewhere, you see this sign, right? You see this at the eye doctors and they're like, cover this eye. Can you, how low can you read? And if I got my contacts out, I'm like, I'm here so I can see. Why do I know? You know I need contacts. Just let me tell you why I can see. Anyways, um, and they, they do this. Better or worse? The same. That wasn't an option. Better or worse? It looks the same. <laughs> worse. And like, oh, that's not supposed to. You know, and, and you're, it's just this whole... Why? Because they are trying to, they're trying to keep your vision in focus so that you don't see just what's far away and you don't just see what's up close, but you can see both. And as you and I grow in our life and we get older, you and I have to refocus because what, what distracted us at 20 isn't going to distract you at 30, but it'll be something else. And what distracted you at 30 won't distract you at 40. It will be something else. And so you're going to have to refocus every chapter, every phase. You're going to get focused on something that's not your identity. And we've got to keep our focus. We've got to come in and keep our focus on what our identity in Christ is in so that you and I can live this life out and we can see the things that are far away and the things that are close. So we don't neglect those that are closest and only focus on the goals that are far away. And we don't neglect what's far away. And we just focus on what is closest. As we follow Christ, he brings balance to our lives so that we can focus on the race that he has called us to run. Because the danger is many of us were running a race you were never called to run in the first place. You're running after things that he's never called you to run after. And as a, as a result, you've lost your identity because you got your focus on other things. You got sidetracked. You got so easily entangled in things that were never supposed to be a part of our lives in the first place. So how do we stay focused? Because I, I truly believe most of us know what our Christ identity is. We, we do. We know that we're saved. We know that we're loved. We know that we're redeemed. We know that we're supposed to be light in the world in a city on it. We, we know these things. But, but how, right? Because I can get up here and tell you what, but if I don't talk about how, then you can read the sermon notes all you want. <clears throat> read the sermon notes all you want. Um, and it's not going to help you out. So how do you do it? John 15 verses four through five says this, remain in me. This is Jesus talking. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch, which is us, a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Let's go back to our Ephraim moment a little bit earlier in service. You can't be fruitful in the land of your sorrow if you don't remain in him. You can't be fruitful unless you abide and you remain in him and he remains in you. It's living a life full of the Holy Spirit that you give him full access instead of just partial access. 
You let this Holy Spirit do what you can't do. Verse five, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. That's it. We've been, we've been trying to live this whole thing out under our own strength. When, excuse me, folks. When you and I were never called to live it that way out in the first place, we were trying to do it under our own power. And God, Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. That, that's not the how. If you're going to live this out, if you're going to keep your Christ identity in focus, if you're going to know the race that I've called you to run, if you're going to live out this big life as a single person, as a married person, as a divorced person, as an engaged person, then hear me. You have to remain in me because apart from me, you're just going to be frustrated. You're going to be insecure and you can't do it on your own. You know, extension cords are really good they're useful because what they do is they allow you to take the power that is in that box or on the wall and get it to where you need it at, right? That's, that's the purpose of an extension cord. And can I tell you, as I'm closing with this, this is what we are supposed to be in Christ. We are supposed to be an extension, a branch that brings power into our marriage. But if you aren't plugged into the source, you can't do it. You can't bring the power. You can't be the man. You can't be the woman. You can't be the spouse in your relationship that you need. And when you get to those worst moments, because they're coming, man, it's going to take you out because you learned how to do better on your own, but you never learned how to make it through the worst moments because you didn't remain in him. He's calling you not to just go through life, but to have power for whatever season that you're in, that you may be able, be able to have Ephraim moments in those moments that are dark and in the land of sorrow and grief, you're still light, but there's still light and there's still fruit and I'm bearing much fruit because I'm still abiding in him. Parents, you can't be the parent that you're called to be if you're not abiding. You can't be the powerful, spirit-filled parent that he's called you to be if you're not remaining plugged into the source. You can't be the friend. You, you cannot, man, you cannot have a godly dating life, an engaged life apart from him. He gives you the power to do it, not on your own. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And Acts 17, 28 says this, in him we live and move and have our being. And most of us, we have done that without him. We're just living and moving and having our being and we're finding our identity and everything else. And he says this, the New Testament church said this, no, 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 it's in him we live we got to live there. We've got to abide there. We've got to remain there. We got to live. We got to move. We got to have our actions, our choices by abiding in Him. And we have our being by remaining and abiding in Him. Can I tell you, God has called you to a Christ focused life. And the only way you keep it in focus, the only way you live this out, the only way you get your identity back is if you remain in him.
so that you can bear much fruit. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, the truth is, most of us, we're not being the best us because we're trying to do it outside of you. Look, we, we, we just grab for things, grab for things. This is gonna make me feel fulfilled. This is gonna make me be content. But your word says you're blessed when you're content with just who you are in Christ. When you find contentment in me. No more, no less. Not what somebody says you are. Not by people pleasing. Not by success. No more, no less. That's the moment. You're the proud owners of everything that can't be bought. It can't be given and it can't be taken because you found it in Christ. And Lord, this morning I pray that Matthew 5, 5 would be a reality in our life, in our relationship. God, this would be the frozen Girl Scout cookie moment of, of, of the way we function in our relationships. So many times we have depended on others to make us happy, others to make us complete, others to help us with our identity. God, when our identity has to be in you the whole time, and when we grow up and we live and move and have our being in you and we bring that into the relationships, man, they flourish. In the for better or the for worse moments, they flourish. And so God, I pray that you would help us with unrealistic expectations that we put on our friends, that we put on ourselves, that we put on our marriages, that we put at our jobs. And Lord, we would live and we would move we would have our being in you, that we would refocus on you, Jesus Christ, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And we would run the, we wouldn't wait on something. We would run the race you have called us to run. And we would find our value and our identity in you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today, I, I will tell you, you're never, you're never going to find your identity in Christ as long as you're not where you're supposed to be in Christ. And if you're here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life, we want to give you that chance. If you're here today and you say, man, I'm just not where I should be in my relationship with Jesus Christ, we want to give you that chance. And I'm going to count to three and all I'm going to ask you is to raise your hand, to lift it up, and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One two, three. Is there anyone here this morning? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one hand. There's two hands. Is there anyone else? Yeah, I see in the back. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands. There's three hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. I want to join these three hands that are raised. Yeah, there's four hands. Is there anyone else? Five hands. Is there anyone else? You just join those hands that are raised. You say, Justin, that's me. There's five hands today. Is there anyone else before we go any further? Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up and I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
and amen. Can we give these five individuals that raise their hands just a huge round of applause? Yeah, what an awesome moment. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.